Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah, and he had wow. a new segment where uh, George Carlin was at the desk with him. I went down the George Carlin rabbit hole a couple of weeks ago. Son of a bitch, was he funny. If I see Jonathan Winters, I go down the Jonathan Winters rabbit hole. Yep, Winters was on it. Who? What studio? Like, where was it produced? And that Geraldine character. He died young. Yeah, he must have. I don't know really much about him other than the joke that we always use on the show. You love Chappelle. He smokes right on stage. <laughs> you know, he's old. He's, he's, Holy crap. He's, in 98. he's not a kid. Chappelle. No. No. Uh, he hosted Saturday Night Live about two weeks ago. It was yeah. really good. And I watched just to watch his monologue. I watched yeah. a couple of the clips. Yeah. So did I. And that was the night all the right all the writers walked out in protest. You're kidding me. I missed that. So I think he was one of the main writers. And he didn't address it at all. Good. And that's why I watched. I thought he was going to take a shot at all the writers that, you know, were protesting. He didn't say anything. The uh, watch the beginning this week too, because it was Steve Martin and Martin Short. Oh damn it! I oh, and Brandy Carlisle was the musical yeah, it was guest. Horseshit. It was oh, was it? I left. It was just oh. terrible. You didn't terrible. watch Brandy perform? No. Oh. I, you know, I met and interviewed Steve Allen back when he was putting an arrow through his head and first got fame on Saturday night. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. He appeared at a, a comedy club out on 394. That's no longer there. <coughs> and the uh I don't know which one that'd be. And I, I was doing a Thursday column for the newspaper. A general interest column and I heard he was there and I went out and talked to him. And uh I doubt I, I doubt if you'd have time for that today. What year? Roughly. Well shit, that had to be about nineteen 76 or 7. Yeah. Weren't you still a sports writer? Uh, yeah, but this, they started a section of the Minneapolis paper called Thursdays, which was the forerunner of variety. Okay. And it was, you know. Kenny calls it the ladies section. Well, exactly. It was the women's <laughs> section. I, I stole that from him. Oh, you did? Yeah. Those oh, were all yeah. women's sections. Gotcha. And uh, I got a gig writing for that in addition to my sports writing. And uh, well, how was he? Was he congenial? Yeah, he was good. He was good. I've heard he's a great guy, but I remember because I mean, Colleen used to work with him and she loved, she absolutely loves him. Did you party a little bit with him? No, no, <laughs> I think he's been a straight arrow all his life. Although I am noticing a theme, Kenny Co Colleen, she, yeah, every you know, comedian that she with, every every male comedian she loves her, right? And I'm thinking, huh, mm -hmm. now I'm starting to sense a theme. You know, because she's a good-looking gal. But are no, we on the TV? We are. Plus, she. Uh, but she wouldn't mind me sharing this. I don't think she was a worker for a while. Wasn't yes. She? Well, yes. There you go. I don't think though that that entered because. What do you mean a worker? I will say this. No, 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 no. Uh, I will say this. When Lewis Black came to town, he's funny. He always did our show, because that's how much he loves Colleen. Oh, cool. In fact, he's such Who's a Colleen. The gal I used to work on my talk with. What was her last name? Cruz. Was she married to that film critic? Yes. They are no longer an item. Right. Oh, right. I that remember her. He was ripping stuff off. That guy I didn't like. Colin Covert. 
yeah. who dressed like Colonel Sanders. Yeah, but he basically got fired because he stole everything he wrote. He plagiarized everything. But uh, that was one of the last parties I went to was that party. I remember that. That was the first time you and I hung out. And I showed up well primed. <laughs> Have you ever read Cormac McCarthy? I was going to finish my Lewis Black thought. Yeah. That's fine. Go uh, ahead. No, he, he does. Well, so he'll headline Orpheum or whatever, right? So he'll do it. But he always, the night before he's supposed to do a show here, he always shows up unannounced at Acme because, uh, is it Lewis Lee? What's the, who's the guy that owns Acme? He, he, no he's indebted you. to Lewis so much. He just shows up unannounced and does a free show, doesn't get paid. Uh, and, and it's always packed because it's freaking Lewis Black. he tries out new material. And that's, I think, what he does, too. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But he does that because he knows well, plus the staff's going to make a killing. They got dead time to want to film. Yeah. Sitting in a but that just shows you the kind of guy he is. That's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And he has a place in Manhattan. And when comedians come to town, they're allowed to stay there for free. The only price is any booze you drink, you got to replace it. That's his only charge. He's just a great dude. Yeah. My own personal ball washer. Yep. <laughs> a lot of guys will buy a Bentley. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I thought of something a lot better than that. What a great line. Humane as. Yeah. Oh. God, I was watching that once. How about some ads? I think I got the biggest belly laugh out of Royce ever when I was playing that clip. Ah! <laughs> Is he in the house? I haven't seen him today. We have Monday Night Sports. Today. Yes, sir. Oh, and remind me, I have to have him record a spot before he's done. I want to know which words he emphasizes. He will emphasize resolution. Resolution. How about, uh, what do we got here? Oh, jeez. I was going to. What? I had a whole agenda that I was going to get some work done here before the show. And that didn't happen. That did not work out. Are you driving out this morning? Left at three. Oof. Are you just here for today, Ken? Yep. Um, tell me I don't have moon. Um, you do not have moon. Tell me what I have. Joe, you are going to have frat. Yeah. Eco. Yeah. Lamb. Yeah. Gator. Ken, I'm going to have you do seafoam and maple grove lock and safe. Oh, well, that's easy enough. I told you I got the anonymous letter delivered to my house. Oh, yeah. That's weird. By a guy saying, you don't need to put additives in fuel. You know what? Holy. Guess what I found out a couple of weeks ago? The mayor of Jordan, Minnesota is a neighbor of mine. His kid plays basketball with my kid. Yeah. Massive garage logic. Fan. You can get your parking ticket fixed. I'll say. Yeah. Really good guy, though. You don't yeah. even, you live so far away, you don't even have parking tickets. You know what, though? I have noticed in Jordan, and this is a good thing, I'm not complaining. We have a very heavy cop presence, meaning when you drive around this, because all the three schools are right next to each other. But you go 31 and a 30 there, man, you're getting stopped. Which is good because there's a lot of kids that walk to school every day. Bradaloni's hardware and garden stores. You don't want to hear more about time. Eleven fifty nine. Yeah, but he's in the house and he'll come down here and make noise. When is it time for my appearance? Yeah, he'll be dropping f bombs and. Oh, Stacy weighs in. 
Uh, Why can I not spell neglect all of this? SNL was great. Not sure what Joe was watching. Neglect. What do you mean? She said she also watched. Stacy, the. uh, Spell neglect. What do you call that one? N-E-G-L-E-C-T. Oh, well, it doesn't look. Martin Short and Steve Martin did the. uh, First of all, the opening bit was dreadful. Which most of them have been. Yeah. And secondly. The uh, introduction by Martin and Short was pathetic. And, you know, what, Stacy the hell with it. <laughs> Isn't it fun that we get to tell them, yeah. Stacy, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. arguing with you, Stacy. I'm telling you why well, you're I'm wrong. I'm glad she waited, though. She did say Brandy Carlisle was amazing. Now I do have to go back and watch because I want to see her performance because I love me some Brandy Carlisle. I love the sound of her voice. Does she do the Sunday Night Football song? No, that's Carrie Underwood. Oh, which one was found on one of these pathetic sing-along shows on TV? American? That's Carrie Underwood, and she does the Sunday Night mm-hmm. Football thing. I'm okay, I'm okay with her appearance, though. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden <laughs> Stores. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. All right, hang on. Let me just pull this up, and I'll be ready to go here. <sighs> Joel, you can't be this upset already. Not upset. Ready? Yep. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, December 12th, 2022. 53 degrees on this day back in 1968 and 15 below on this day in 1879. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Crabby Coffee Shop, John Ike in the Newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have an author's corner admission to make. I'm assembling a pretty extensive author's corner, a roundup of what I've been reading. And uh, I need some help. <laughs> uh, obviously, you haven't, but you've read Cormac McCarthy? The Road. You read The Road. Uh, did you read? Yeah, I read That's The it. Road. That's the only one I read. All right. His newest one is called The Passenger. Yeah. Now, he's 89 years old. Oh. And which I think is neither here nor there. It has nothing to do with it. Well, that's impressive that he's still working. Yeah. Him out. That's yeah. awesome. And this book is so dark and so heavy that I think I might abandon it. A reading have, should be, shouldn't reading be a respite at the yeah, end of the day? Yeah. Shouldn't reading be something that leaves you with reason? It could even be a thriller and a, well, a detective book, but not if it upsets you. That's why The Road was such a struggle for Oh, me. you had to read it in daylight. It was wonderful writing. Yeah. Man, oh man, it hits you hard. Because of the amount of news that we consume daily and how dreadful that happens to be, I, I can relate. I, I would not want to do that in my spare time. For the first time in my life, I had to go to the Google and explore if anyone was attempting to explain the italic, the italicized chapters in The Passenger, which it turns out are the hallucinogenic uh, visions of the main character's sister. Oh. And... Uh, the premise is pretty cool. The main character is a salvage diver 
And he and his team uh, salvage dive a passenger jet uh, it, that crashed in the uh, Gulf just off Louisiana. And nine bodies are still strapped into their seats, oh. but one person's missing. Oh. And took the flight, the black box. What? And now this main character, I take it, uh, he's already been visited once. I take it he's going to be visited again by unidentified authorities who keep wanting him to, to revisit this trip to the submerged plane and explain what the hell happened. And, and, uh, and then, you, then you get to an italicized chapter, which is this guy's sister. And he, she is uh, entertaining the uh, thalidomide kid who comes in with, you know, horses and minstrel shows. It's just the goddamnedest thing. I don't think I can read it. But, I think I have to pass. But because I'm 75 pages in and I see no hope for myself. Because the curiosity always gets the best of you. Is that your nature? With, what do you mean? with reading, can, can, can you simply just give up? Have you done it before? Probably not. That's what I'm wondering. Because I know a, you, you won't be able to help yourself. And he's such a man of letters. I feel somewhat uh, pathetic saying, I, I can't read this. Well, uh, no, I don't have any problem admitting that. Um, pension is one of them. There's only one Thomas Pension book. I don't think I've read him. Yeah. Pension, T-Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with uh, Faulkner. Uh, I, I have the same problems with uh, William Faulkner. I guess I just I just don't know what to do unless I make it a day-only book that I read. Okay. I make this about the author, and it's usually, this guy is a pompous ass. You know, I blame, I, I put, I'm not going to blame, I put my <laughs> stupidity yeah. on his shoulders. It's his fault, I can't understand yes, it. Exactly. The role, yeah. No Country for Old Men, uh, fabulous stuff. And, but even the role was difficult to read at night. Oh, it's depressing. And the No Country for Old Men was so dark and evil. I didn't oh. read it. Great film. Uh, oh. I had trouble with the movie, boy. Ooh. Oh, my God. How did you have trouble? The movie was brilliant. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Weapon was what a, a gas, it's like some kind of air gun yeah. gas. Thing. Yeah. God Almighty! Yeah, no. And he just the quarter, the random killing. I, I just, it was just. Well, maybe much. some GLers uh, who study Cormac will will email me and tell me to carry on or give up. Uh, hail the flashlight king! Hail, hail you! I am quite surprised at your outrage with a Charlie Brown Christmas, especially at your intimation that the reason it isn't on TV is because of Linus's biblical recitation. How wrong you are. You should embrace why it is not on broadcast TV, considering your love of capitalism. In October 2020, Apple TV Plus acquired exclusive rights to all Peanuts-related media. Under the terms of the agreement, Apple TV Plus must make a Charlie Brown Christmas and two other holiday specials, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, available for free on the platform during a three-day window. The window for a Charlie Brown Christmas will be December 22nd through December 25th. 
get the kids from your kids you used to have to show you how to log in and quit whining. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't any winging for the other whining, winging, winging. spelled for the other two specials. Maybe you don't really care about poor old Charlie Brown, Steve and Howard Lee. Okay. I felt justified. I can't log into the damn Apple thing. Well, my distaste for Charlie Brown, I felt justified when I saw a Super 70s tweet either yesterday or this morning, uh, just ripping Charlie Brown for always being the pitcher right. and always getting dusted. Right. Yeah. That, that made me feel Although good. the other ones were available because I believe we recorded them in my house the other uh, year. You know what? I, it, it, You're good? It's okay. Okay. I got a lot of pushback. Not a lot, but I got some pushback at uh, Kirsten Cinema. I believe I was hailing her transformation to an independent oh, right. and holding out hope that, that would mean something. And I've got a couple of emails, including Joe, you've probably read the various takes over the weekend. I like Kirsten Cinema jumped ship from the Democratic Party, so I'll keep this brief. She is a politician, and her goal is to stay in office as long as possible. I believe a more cynical approach to this situation is warranted. Her goal for this move was purely political, not ideological. Yeah, she did vote with Biden 93% of the time. Well, I will agree that based upon voting data, Cinema is slightly more moderate Democrat than many. She still voted with Biden greater than 90% of the time, according to Jessica Tarlov, a Dem strategist. So why then did she bail? Because she has occasionally bucked the party line, whether that was based on beliefs or a power play is debatable, and her Dem overlords were likely planning to primary her and place a more suitable candidate in that seat. As an independent, she no longer faces the threat of losing a primary to a more radical challenger. She can run on her existing name recognition and doesn't need the party to get elected like a newer person would. She also knows that if the Dems try to run a challenger against her and a Republican, a three-way race would likely guarantee the Republicans a win as Cinema and her challenger would split the Dem vote. As for her op-ed, the words were great. They are true and exactly what all of us wanted to hear, which is the point. A good politician understands that their job is to make it easy to vote for them and difficult to vote for their opponent. Those words were very appealing to those of us longing for sanity. Unfortunately, those words were also the thing she needed to say to cover up her true motivation for the switch to stay in office. While I would love to believe this was a great ideological turning point, I'm afraid the truth is this was just good old politics for cinema. Good luck to us all. Dave, recent Minnesota expat, now living in free rural Wisconsin. Probably right, huh? Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, now I want Wait, to go. To, he, he brought up a point. So she'll split the vote with the Democrats, but lose. Won't she giving? Yeah, giving the election to the Republican. Yeah, he, his uh, his uh, his analysis, which is great, breaks down at that point. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever. Say, I want to remind people: Stephen C. Anderson, who will join us live in studio December thirty third, twenty third, twenty third, thirty third day, right? To jam with uh, John Height. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be at the Cathedral this Thursday night. Uh, those are great shows. 7.30 p.m. Don't you and the CP attend them? Seriously. I haven't. She has many times. Oh, I thought you did. Okay. Uh, there's no fee, but there's a, a 10 buck free will donation. Donation will be gratefully received to cover cost. You can register on Eventbrite. And he's uh, 
He's a multiple platinum recording artist. I bet that's a neat show. Is he in the, what do they call it? The, I would call it the auditorium. Is he no, in? He's in Up by the Altar. Have you been there, Chris? Oh, yeah. That's, I was at a, I was there for a wedding a year ago. That's an amazing room. Yeah, it really wow. is. So cool. He's going to have his Mosin door for grand piano there. Just moving, it drives me crazy. Yes. It makes him nervous. Uh, but that's quite a room for his piano, and he'll have singers with him. He sold 2 million albums. Wow. Gee whiz. Uh, he's got over 80 million streams per year across yeah. all digital platforms. What in the world is he doing hanging out with us? Why is he coming in here? I don't get that. If you go to his website, too, remember the drone video we, we stumbled upon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on top of the, the lake. lake. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. That was, his place, was, it, right? was, it, was it Facebook or was it his website? Either one. You can, you can find it. Yeah. Well, before I get to the surplus, might I tell you that uh, uh, EcoFund Motorsports in both Forest Lake and Burnsville, they get your Christmas needs all set because there's the big sale on all electric bikes, 200 bucks off, and all those scooters that turn urban errands into adventures are $100 to $5, uh, $500 off for the winter sale, plus heated storage if you need it. These are the lowest prices since way before COVID. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, the golf carts, $1,000 off. The full-size ATV with a 2,000-pound winch and a 48-inch steel plow snow blade, $58.99. That really sounds reasonable. Great for plowing suburban two- and three-car wide driveways. Never lift a shovel again. Zero percent financing for one year on all products in stock. Clothing, apparel, helmets, great service. It's EcoFun Motorsports. In Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35E, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, above 35W. Now I say above 35W. Is that service it's road? just to the east. To the east of 35W. 35W. You can find it. Yep. EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's across the freeway from where Best Buy is. I wouldn't know that. You can't miss it. Well, I definitely can't. can't sure. Huh. Uh, you have been to Burnsville recently, huh? Actually, I was in, in October. <laughs> Helping my kid look at a car. <laughs> I went all the way down to Burnsville. That's fantastic. Now, the Honda S2000, I think I told you that story. The Honda S2000 is a, uh, has become a significant collector car. Little two-seat roadster that Honda made from about 2000 to 2008. Uh, there's a guy in the building who has one. And they're, uh, so I'm out there at this place, uh, she's looking at a car, used car. Oh, and just for the hell of it, I said, you, you don't have any Honda S2000, do you? He said, yeah, we got one. And I wanted to look at it. And I went to the can or something and came back, it was gone. Come on. That's how fast it would disappear. Yeah. Was it I don't those, think I would have bought it. Was it one of those 45-minute uh, uh, bathroom breaks? Where you well, give long. a donation because of how long it took you? Start charging your rent. I don't leave a grant. <laughs> um, where's, my, where's my copy for the damn auction? This is an art paper I want. Oh, come on here. Where did I put it? 
I'm going to need your guys' help. Okay, here's Bernie's Some guys are driving on the lake already. I wouldn't. I saw a truck. I cannot spell today. Where was I? I don't know. I saw a truck on the ice this weekend, and I thought, isn't that a little soon? Well, some places have 10 inches. Really? Yeah. Huh. But this snow is going to change everything. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? The metro will get missed again. It'll be nothing. No, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Well, not if you live, you know, in the sustainable urban core. Which I do not do. I don't know if you know that. All right. Where is... Uh, damn it. Is it 12 12? It is. It is. Remember when it was 12 12 12? Yeah, yeah, like it was like that same time. All right. Help me, you guys. Let's do the uh, we'll do it. Podcast auction. I know, but I need you guys to chime in. I will. Hold on. Um, let me get this saved. Um, I'll just pull it up. Where did, where did I find I found it in an email? Where can I find it on the uh, on our website, yeah, just search auction at oh, at the Garage Logic website. Um, they want us to promote the air mechanical deal and then the uh, Rise and Shine Garage Door gift certificate because the other a couple of them are already are already sold. Um, so okay, so now like the tri-state package is already gone, like you mentioned. Um, oh, it comes right up. Yep. Oh, so there's a. We have Krabby coffee shop mugs? I bet you we don't. I bet you you do. Yeah, I bet we do. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Okay, are you ready? We're going to no, 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 no. do this within the break, not not as part of this. Okay, I'm not finding sense. it, Chris. Go to garagelogic.com there. In the search bar at the top where the little magnifying glass is? Um, yes. Now, click that and click auction. Gotcha. All right, I'll start going here. Hey, Joe. What? Four days left. For the auction? For the Garage Logic 1000 podcast auction. For those of you that snoozed, well, guess what? Is stuff already been gone? Yes, the tri state package has already been claimed. Well, can he get it? Did you get it? That was a good deal. No, the guy beat me to it, and then he sent me an email bragging about yeah, it. Yeah, then he would. <laughs> so, four days left, like I mentioned. And you know what? The great people at rise and shine garage door they're offering a one thousand dollar certificate that's available for auction right now air mechanical gas furnace is I'm also available i'm in a bit on the well on you the need you need to do it anyway oh, then it gets you a couple tune-ups see there you go kenny what are you gonna bid on wait on what stop bothering me you just skipped right over it this air mechanical thing is a tankless water heater yeah well that's going in my shop uh, GLers, you're not, you can't bid on no, that. I can't, no, no, that's, that's mine. And you know what? The holiday season is upon us. And Mike Fratelloni was nice enough to donate a bunch of Fratelloni hardware and garden gift cards. Right. Also are all Wait, available right now. This is ridiculous. This is the same thing that happened with Tri-State. This air mechanical thing, the retail value is seven grand. Yeah. The reserve price is already met. The buy it now price is four thousand nine hundred. That's two grand off. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is it? <laughs> two grand off. That's, nope. What? What's seven minus four? Three. There you go. But it was forty nine hundred. Four thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he said four grand. Yeah, that's a hell I, of a I deal. I apologize. You were right. You were right. I was wrong. But you're not good at math. 
So that's well, why you're there. Anyway, go to garagelogic.com, enter the wow. keyword auction, and you, yes, this is, you. This can't be legal. I think it is. <laughs> this, this is, is fantastic. This yeah. is fantastic. And it helps support some great clients that help support the podcast. So go online right now, garagelogic.com, and search for auction to participate in the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. <laughs> nice job, dudes. Yeah, well, we've done this before. Ain't our first rodeo. Here, let me save this because then I'm going to use this for Monday Night Sports Talk too. Did you Unless read, you want you know, Pat to promote it on what sports talk? No, <laughs> you don't read uh, the Wall Street Journal. I don't. I okay. do once in a while. Uh, they have the best. Uh, the propaganda. They have the best car writer in the country, Dan Neal. Yeah, and and yeah, Saturday I have, I've read him. Yeah, Saturday he reviewed a new electric motorcycle. Oh. Uh, and he said, basically, let's say you were going to a national park that was 150 miles from your house. Oh, no. You'd spend the weekend charging your way there and charging <laughs> your way back. It has 180-mile range. That's it? Yeah, and it weighs 580 pounds. And and he was trying to be nice but because he's a he's a – yeah, a, a climate change guy. He's on board. He's on board, but he could not bring himself to say this was a, this was nothing but a hassle. Yeah, it was uh, dreadful. I don't want an electric motorcycle. You'd have to get one to just literally ride around the neighborhood to virtue. Somebody, yeah. did you bring this up on the show? Or was it an email or somebody said that Home Depot no longer has a has gas chainsaws. Is that possible? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Let me tell you something about these battery-operated chainsaws. They're awesome. I have one. I've, we, I put one on the tractor when I'm out mowing in the woods, and then you get these low-hanging branches. Yeah. You just hold it up. And you you don't even it. get off the tractor. Yeah. You just press a button. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. All right, all right. All right. It's really cool. Because I was thinking about and, it, and I my 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 dad bought it, and I mocked him. I'm like, ah, oh, you you know, p word. Okay, blah, blah, blah. all right. And then he, he showed me, and I'm like, oh, dad, you're brilliant. <laughs> Let's go here. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Kenny does have some. Uh huh. I'm rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushi. Is this the Marshall Triple <laughs> Uh, you win some, you lose. Um, last week I lost when I had to pull the carb from the big bastard snowblower because of willful neglect. Uh, but the old KO won big time over the weekend when I fired up four sleds that were put to bed properly last spring. They jumped to life. They ran happy. That's a seafoam victory is what that is. And the building I used to store the toys in, uh, it's got a couple, two, three cans of seafoam sitting around up there. So the dirt bike got a golf yesterday. Did, uh, the random outboards and their things to slurp or two. Seafoam, well, I'm not telling you guys anything. You, you don't know. It lets us live our best life, keeping the cylinders happy and then keeping us happy. You'll find it everywhere. Fine chemicals are sold. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, seafoam. You know, proof that you have to read the whole paper. This is page two of Saturday's Pioneer Press under the local briefing. You know, you get a story like the University of Minnesota is purchasing a dinky town building where Bob Dylan once lived. And you get uh, you get the Hallmark channels going to feature Rice Park in one of their movies or whatever. But here was, it was my favorite story of the year. All right. East Grand Forks, Minnesota. 
Headline, homeowner's squirrel war leads to arrest. <laughs> a 76-year-old northwestern Minnesota man is facing criminal charges because he was shooting at a nuisance squirrel on his bird feeder, and a bullet went through a child's bedroom window in a Jesus. neighboring home. Yeah. East Grand Forks police said they arrested the man Sunday after his neighbor reported bullet holes in the siding of their home and a hole in the window of their son's bedroom. Wow. The man told officers he had been watching ball games on television and noticed a squirrel on his bird feeder, according to police. He told officers he shot a 22 caliber rifle from his bedroom window oh, at the squirrel and believed he hit the animal. Got him. He told officers he had shot at squirrels at least six times over the past two years because he considered it war when they got into his <laughs> bird feeder, according to court documents. The man's wife said to him, well, I told you as he was being arrested, police said. He got weed. <laughs> the man is charged with reckless handling of a dangerous weapon, a misdemeanor, and a felony count of discharging a firearm within a municipality. He faces up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine for the felony charge. It was an Associated Press article, and I salute the reporter who had the good sense to include the wife. The man's yeah. wife said to him, well, I, I told, told you. you. Oh, that's just wonderful. Yeah, that's just yeah. wonderful. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, uh, not that I'm pro squirrel by any means, but a 22? Uh, yeah, that's really. I, I, I live out. Yeah, what about a pellet gun? That'll uh, get the job done. Yeah, no, unless you're a bad shot. Yeah. Is that probably why you went 22? I've got one stationed at every entrance of every window, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they work great. Doesn't surprise me. On to the surplus. Okay, the almost 18 billion dollar surplus. Joe, our fearless leaders have shown how overtaxed we really are. The details and aggravation expressed the last few days of the show is shared throughout Gumption County. Town meetings demanding a refund sound great, but will not work with these dummies as there is no financial gain at their end. Instead, maybe another avenue is a class action lawsuit. I don't know the feasibility or tax laws that would contribute to this idea, but maybe it's an option. The state forcibly removed these dollars from our pockets and have said it was not needed, thus the surplus we now have. This in itself is no problem other than it shows the ass-hattery that happens at our capital. I believe I read this one Friday. If they refunded those dollars to the people who paid into them, no foul. However, if, you, uh, if they keep it up, if they keep any of it down to the last cent, they have committed theft. That was from Brian, and this is from Rick. Anderson and Stillwater. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. As always, I'm a few days behind listening to the podcast. Today I was listening to the discussion on the budget surplus and lack of any perceived public outrage or movement to call for it to be returned and provide permanent tax relief. I think most people are outraged and disgusted by the tax situation in this state. I think people are looking or waiting for an individual or group to rally behind on this issue. And until someone appears on the horizon, we won't see or experience any traditional public protest. What I think is happening is that people, myself included, are writing or contacting state representatives and voicing our opinions on the surplus and what to do about it. I think some of the tweets or postings you mentioned by some of the legislators are a result of the feedback they are hearing. 
You could almost make an argument that the tweets you've discussed by a few of the representatives about cutting social security taxes are a way of testing the waters to see what feedback it stimulates from the public and their party. I urge everyone to write their state legislators and voice their feelings on the budget fiasco. Permanent tax relief will do more to permanently stimulate the economy than any one-time rebate. When they claim that cutting the tax on Social Security will cost the state around $500 million in lost income, it sounds like a lot of money. When you look at the fact that it would reduce our $17.6 billion surplus to $17.1 billion, it really speaks to the outrageous taxes we are paying. I think we can afford the cut. I would also recommend they look to income tax reductions, reduction of the sales tax rates, reduction of the registration tax for automobiles, to name a few. We can afford it. Tax relief would stimulate the economy, and the reductions are scalable to make sure we don't overdo it. Thanks for the great work you all do. Keep pushing back. Ricky Anderson, Forest Lake in Silver Springs, Florida. He's our cystic fibrosis guy. Oh, yes. That's We've right. met him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we move on to... Um, Mike, who writes, I sent this to my local rep the other day. We will also send to the governor's office and the AG. Good luck. Congratulations on your recent election. As a concerned resident, I was wondering what you were doing to fight for the return of the tax dollars that have been overcharged to all Minnesotans. I am not referring to a nominal check at all, regardless of contribution. This widely excessive, now estimated to be roughly $18 billion over taxing of residents, but actually returning excess dollars paid by those respective taxpayers. This massive tax surplus is driven by the tax burden applied through poorly calculated needs of the state during the budgeting process. This surplus should not result in additional spending, either one time or permanently, to simply use up these dollars. Again, billions that were erroneously collected. In any other instance, this would be deemed as fraud. Hoping to hear you are fighting to return these dollars to the rightful taxpayers, as well as driving changes to current tax laws to help all Minnesotans. It's a great letter. We're facing a number of problems. One, if it gets spent, the tax burdens in Minnesota will continue on through perpetuity. Well, no kidding. Because you create something new, it will be needed to be funded off into eternity. forward, yes. Uh, the, The fact that it's poorly budgeted speaks to uh incompetence and now you have a state led by only one party and i don't trust their competence it's, i don't trust it's them. not only incompetence it's a blind stupidity mm-hmm. uh there was a fantastic piece in yesterday's business section star tribune walls goes bold on minnesota even in the cold and it's him talking about uh recruiting people and getting people to move to minnesota to work and it says here, the third pair, second paragraph, drives me mad when I see commercials from South Dakota. He wants to coax Minnesotans into more talking about life here. He's going to run ads in Florida, do all that. Later on in the story, Joe, you're going to love this. Um, a long-awaited silver tsunami of retiring baby boomers came crashing all at once. Birth rates have dropped. Uh, the labor force can now scatter across the country, including to warmer and lower tax places mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Amid now, here's the paragraph. Here's the payoff. Amid all that fresh re-election and managing a state with 17 billion surplus against a two-year 54 billion budget, Walls says he doesn't see a rupture in optimism in the state. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> so he's just blind. He's stupid. Um, Jimbo is a dim a bimbo. You know, not that I would be critical of the governor's the marketing campaign. Does anyone else see the fault in trying to recruit someone who already lives in Florida to the state of Minnesota in freaking December? Right. Where the tax the, rate is outrageous and it's, they've got a giant surplus and they don't give it back. And there's nine feet of snow outside. Yeah. What who a is, moron. Who is going to be the adult here? Uh, who's going to be the adult and say this is this can't stand this is unreasonable that, he doesn't have a guy you've got a guy we were always yelling at you for the dumb things you say he needs a guy to tell him listen tim you're an idiot here's why you can't take 18 billion dollars of our money rub your hands together in glee and invent new programs but he told we us can't afford that but Joe, he told us last week, this is a good sign that the economy is strong. <laughs> no, it isn't. But that's what he said. It's a good sign that your people are completely erroneous. It, it's now couple that with the page one story in in Sunday's Star Tribune. Got it right here. It's below the fold. Yep. Well, actually, the headlines above the fold. Squeezed on home front, and the story begins below the fold. Property tax spikes alarm residents and drain budgets. <laughs> and we, we hear the tale of woe from some Twin Cities residents. For example, St. Paul homeowner Roxanne Stickney will, stand, will spend 10% of her take-home pay on her property tax bill next That's year. That's significant. The taxes on her two-bedroom east side home will jump more than 55% wow. in a year's time to more than three grand that she's a single mom. The frustration spilled out as she, along with dozens of other demoralized homeowners, addressed the city council last week. You are squeezing us out. Why don't you buy us out, us older folks, did Stickney, a runner for a title and escrow company. This is impossible. Twin Cities residents say they're making tough choices this year to avoid their to afford their tax bills, from canceling trips and dinners out to working second and third jobs. The city council on Wednesday approved a nearly 15% property tax levy hike the day after Minneapolis leaders signed off on a 6.5% increase. Suburban communities, too, are feeling the pain as local government raises taxes to pay for expenses ranging from new buildings to office supplies. That's, that's disingenuous on the part of the reporting. The expenses are, in the case of St. Paul, well, it's also true in Minneapolis, this continual hiring of more and more and more people. And just to think that taxpayers uh, have to cancel a vacation or cancel a dinner out with their family in order to pay for the friends that Melvin keeps hiring. Yep. This is an outrage. This is at least as much of an outrage as an $18 billion surplus. And how is he answering to the They're not answering. Yeah, that's just it. He They're not answering. He won't even acknowledge but this. yet again, this is the direct result of not enough people paying attention. Tax levied by cities, counties, and school districts make up the property tax bill. Many local governments that hold off on increase that held off on increases during the dark days of COVID are now being forced to make up for lost time. I'm sick and tired COVID? of you people using COVID as your excuse yeah, for everything. Yeah, that's long. I'm time. really tired of due to the pandemic. Right. Right. Sorry, no, that's not going to fly in. Oh, St. Paul is also hiding behind this fact. And St. Paul judge 
ordered the city to stop assessing individual property owners for routine street work. In other words, if you live on a busy street yeah, uh, and the crews come along and they're going to tear up the intersection and replace the sewer pipe and then repave it, you were getting billed if your address was the one in front of the place. And the judges ruled, no, you can't do that. But not the guys down at the other end of the block. Right. Now, it, wow. now the judges said you can't do that. So now those fees, an estimated $13.3 million in previously collected street maintenance fees will be added to property tax bills. Well, thank goodness for that judge. And that makes sense. Uh, the change also means tax-exempt properties such as churches, hospitals, and universities no longer have to contribute to the upkeep of city streets. Plus, it only accounts for about half of St. Paul's levy hike, which officials said was fueled by inflation and added operating expenses. The operating expenses are the government is way too top-heavy, while about a 20-member cabinet all of whom have jobs that mean nothing, cannot be measured for success or achievement, and all of whom have a variety of employees under that particular uh, program's uh, director. It's a, it's a sin what's happening here. It's, it's going to kill the city, it's killing it right now. But, but Joe, again, uh, this entire class was reelected. We're stuck with this for how long? Well, Melvin got reelected, about 30% of voters voted. But that's what I'm saying. You know, I'd love to ask this woman, uh, you vote for? Roxanne Stickney, A, yeah. did you vote? And B, who did you vote for? Yeah. And there's other people quoted in the story. I'd like to ask them the same thing. Yeah. This the graph at the bottom middle is mm -hmm. so telling. Mm -hmm. 2011, St. Paul City Taxes, 521. 2023. 1,279. That's the average. Over double. <laughs> wow. Because you have a mayor who might be, he's, he's hiring too many people. Yeah. And they ain't snowplow drivers. And he's spending the money on crap. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it doesn't really do me any good to... Uh, to keep ranting about this, I, I get I get nowhere uh, doing it. But you have too many people quoted in this story. Here's a, a, a Joyce Buell, a retired accountant. She used to work for the city and understands its inner workings, but she felt compelled to write a letter voicing her concerns when the property tax bill on her three-bedroom three Highland Park home jumped 19%. The market value of, of Boole's home has risen by more than a hundred grand in five years' time. It will jump by thirty-seven grand to three hundred and fifty-eight grand next year, and she will pay fifty-four hundred dollars in taxes, nearly nine hundred dollars more mm. than this year. Mm. Boole said it's frustrating because it's unclear how the increased taxes are benefiting residents. They are not. Your services have not improved. Would you feel different if they have? What if all of a sudden the street clearing, the curbs, the gutters, the potholes, what if everything was charming and perfect? Would you, in fact, feel better then? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, this Joyce goes on to say, city streets seem in worse condition compared with the suburbs, she said, and snow plowing seems slow. And also, the older housing stock in St. Paul requires more upkeep and investment. Yeah. For example, Buell recently had an expensive sewer line replacement. Oh, yeah. Okay, you start looking at how long you can mm. afford to stay in your house, she said. I've been trying to keep my property up, but then you get a bill like this. I'm trying to be a responsible homeowner. Are you being a responsible politician and looking at what you're charging your citizens? St. Paul Council members expressed empathy for the financial strain residents are facing, noticing that they too own homes and pay taxes. And as in years past, they called on the state to step up support. No, you've allowed the city to hire too many people. City government, it's too big. It's too overlaid with redundancy. You are, it has gotten away from you. It has gotten away from you. And I don't know how to put this genie back in the bottle. Is somebody from St. Paul going to come to her, Miss um, Bluell, and say, yeah, but your house is now worth 358000 But she doesn't want to sell it, Kenny. Right. She's trying to live there. Right. You know, the other thought, Joe, I, I mentioned last week, uh, I drove along the river road uh, in St. Paul, and I did the backside of the the Ford site, the old Ford site where they're now building that, that new wonderful euphorian community that we're building, right? Yeah. And years ago, when it was still up for debate of what to do, I remember you had you saying, let's get Amazon in here. Let's 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 do something. I here told to you I called Volkswagen. Right. And I said, I got a property here for you, Pete. I wish I would have been in the room yeah. when that happened. The thought occurred to me, do you realize that St. Paul's UPS campus, massive, right? We're talking I don't, I don't know where it is. Well, yeah. that's where I'm going. It's massive. We're talking thousands and thousands of jobs. It's directly across the river in Dakota County, oh. even <laughs> though that's considered St. UPS, St. Paul. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, right there. Doesn't that just go to show you what, it, what a disaster that city is? Sorry. I know you looked at it. it. Well, it is a disaster. And it's a disaster because... The expenses the taxpayers are paying is not going to improve the services they receive. It's going to continue to hire more and more meaningless people. The people themselves, of course, are not meaningless. They fill meaningless jobs that are full of all the buzzwords like equity and inclusiveness. No, it's, it's meaningless because those jobs can't be measured. They accomplish nothing. And they just keep growing. Uh, I love how keep going down to the city council member stuff because that's where it gets really funny to me. Right now we're looking at a state legislature that over the past two decades has been <laughs> underfunding the urban core by a ton of money. Dear God. Said council President Amy Brenmoan. She's trying to get money out of the state. Amy Brenmoan is the council member. We had a letter last week who said that if she wanted to talk to a resident, the resident could join her on her 10 a.m. walk around Como Lake. Oh, she's just putting her hand out. I, I don't want to make too much of this because uh, I, I don't routinely attend them. But I told you all in September I attended a tax meeting. You did. At, at the Como. That's Pavilion. right. You did. At you the rode the scooter. Did you not? I took a car. Oh. And uh, I went to, and then I thought, well, what the hell? I'm here. I'm going to. This was on the on the topic of their 15% proposed interest. Right. Yeah. And I thought, well, what the hell, I'm here. So I stood up, you got to introduce yourself, and I did. And 
And I, I was struck that they, they were sitting above us. Yeah. Now that's just, that could be just the physical structure of the location. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not too hung up on that, but they, they listened and then nothing made any difference. They went back and voted the 15% increase. I said, what do you know that we don't? Where is this money? What was their response? When you said none. Yeah. None. Oh. And here's this Amy Brenmore who tells a Como resident, well, if you want to talk to me, you can catch me walking around the lake every day at 10 a.m. Well, no, no, Amy, you're wrong. Uh, and now here's what the council wants. Here's how the council looks at the state surplus. Right now, we're looking at a state legislature that over the past two decades has been underfunding the urban core, said Council President Amy Brenmoon. They are sitting on a $17.5 billion surplus, it's more than that, and we are balancing our budget on the backs of our residents. In other words, Amy Brenmoon, who is so bleeping out of touch, she looks at the surplus as a means to prop up the budget in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, no, Amy, that's an overtaxation situation on the part of the state, and you shouldn't be propping up your budget on the backs what? of your residents. You should be creating a competent budget and trimming about 500 people. But think of that mindset. The all mindset people, is what's wrong. They, they all see this number, and immediately everyone sticks their hand out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't look at what's really the problem. Yeah, but your property values. What's really the problem is the left has ruined the cities of this country. Yep. They have ruined the cities of this country. And just because your home is worth, oh, I don't know, say 350000 doesn't mean you're going to get that. Because once you start getting the inspectors in there and they shove a camera down your sewer line and they start picking away at your roof and looking at this, that, and the other... That that three hundred and fifty thousand is going to quickly turn into two seventy five, and it also means that you want to live there. You don't want to move. Where are you going to move? Right. I was talking in the case of right. if you want to sell. I'm going to head to Scott County. What are you going to do? Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> Sorry, GLers. You heard me talking about Gator hooks, the Gator magnetics, the miracle storage cure for the garage and the home. I'm worried. I'm hosting Christmas. I got a lot of people come. I'm going to lose my magnets. Well, then hide it. I'm going to have to. And right now, Gator magnets are available in over a thousand Home Depot stores nationwide. They're in presence. Their presence in the Home Depots begins this week. Uh, you're going to find them. You can test them. You can see them for yourself. They hold 25 pounds. They hold anything that hangs your tools, shovels, rakes, kids' athletic equipment gets the storage off the floor and you could affix these to any steel surface in the garage. They're also creating a steel wall surface. Yeah. I've been waiting for a GLer to send us the picture of their three-year-old hanging, hanging from the, the refrigerator. <laughs> done in fun, done in good taste. Uh, they're fantastic. It's a really great idea. It was invented in the garage by GLers. They're movable hooks. The magnetic technology is patented. You have to flip a lever to pull it off the steel surface. They're so strong. And uh, if you haven't gotten a set of these gator hooks, they're just amazing. And now is your chance just in time for Christmas. They're in over a thousand Home Depot stores nationwide. And you can 
You can also get them at homedepot.com and go to gatormagnetics.com to learn more about this fascinating invention. It's a greatest storage device ever invented. And they're launching that, that steel wall system. You can create your own wall system wherever you want to hang the shovels, the tools, the equipment, that kid's bag full of baseball bats. What do those bats cost? They cost more than the Gator Magnetics. I'm telling you, you can uh, find out everything you want at uh, GatorMagnetics.com or look them up on HomeDepot.com. Your city's funny, Joe. I can't believe it. It's like they run by three stooges. I have nothing to say. How about the wife coming the guy? Well, I told, I I told, told you, told you. You can't be shooting what's, squirrels. What's he going to get for that? No, I didn't want to ask him on the show, but I doubt it. Well, he'll have to be a fine. He had bullets go through some kids' bags. Well, take some putty over there and patch them. You're right. Oh. All right. Well, unless the guy's, you know, was a drunk idiot. That's what I'm worried about, is that's what he was. Oh, yeah. Don't let me forget. I got to plug in that St. Thomas ad. For sports talk. Shoot, I gotta send those ads to Josh. Um, okay. Okay. I want to say this. And this. I am ready whenever you fellows are. What? Oh, um, Maple Grove? Uh, yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. You're All right, ready? here we go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm rolling. Yeah. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sajure. Well, except for this part. <laughs> Uh, big sale going on right now, thanks to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Save. 10% in-store and website-wide. Website-wide, I can say that. Uh, and it runs through the end of uh, December on all Liberty Saves. Pop on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com to see for yourself. The whole lineup is there. And I know I don't have to preach the basics, right? You're not new here, are you? If you are, uh, they're made in the USA. They have a transferable lifetime warranty and the best fire protection in the safe business. And Rich, he offers up professional delivery and installation, uh, which I'm telling you, you're obligated to get. Grow up, be an adult, have, have a pro do it. 10% off the entire Liberty Safe lineup through December. You know what this is? This is you buying yourself a Christmas present because your wife and kids never get it right, or your husband and kids never get it right. Uh, get to maplegrovelockandsafe.com, then stop in and say hi to Rich. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. You know, if I was the mayor of a city anywhere in the country, well, you close, are. Close, I am. 
closest to the country's tallest buildings, the first thing I do is say, I need a list of all the people we have employed here. And then I'd go through it and I'd, and you'd be met with derision because you're going to be cutting a lot of things. You know who you'd become? Elon Musk. I'd be Elon Musk. Yes. And, 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 but my answer for cutting the Office of Equity and Inclusion would be, what have you accomplished? What have you done for us? Well, and that's and what they, Elon's they doing with Twitter. Well, and if they can't demonstrate what it's solved or accomplished, I would say, I'm very sorry, but thank you for your uh, employment. You're done now. You're yeah. fired. See you. And I don't mean any ill will towards you, but you're gone. What's the little tool that you use when you're cutting out articles from the newspaper? The little uh, straight edge? You know, your little, it looks like a pen, but you're cutting. It's a knife. Have that's a knife. what you'd be doing with your yeah. budget. Yeah. And, and, and. Oh. Because right. you're taking money out of the pockets of, you know, Joyce Smith, who's hanging out by a thread trying to own her home. You're, and you're not doing anything. You know, you're line item vetoing employees. <laughs> I'm going to line item veto the whole damn thing. Next. And the problem is they've become so intertwined with daily life. But have they? They're not accomplishing anything. Could you really find a resident of St. Paul who said, my existence depends on the Office of Inclusion and Equity? No, you can't. There's there, these are unmeasurable for success. Now you bring a paper to me. I'm sitting in my big mayor's chair, and I'm just bringing them in one after the other. The throne, and I say, yep. show me what you've achieved. Yeah, demonstrate to me that you shouldn't be fired. Right. What have you accomplished? And if they can, they're not getting fired. You drain the swamp. Well, but I would do it a little better than the orange man. He never really drain anything. Uh. Here's the problem. That'll never happen. No, no. no. Well, Kenny mentioned this before the show. Look what's going on right now with the Minneapolis public school system. Oh, broke. They're broke. And why do they need more money? Give. give. Nobody's going to the school. But that's that's why, Joe. We just need more money. But you don't need more money. Are you sure? I don't want to pay for the failed academy. That'll fix it, though, if we just throw more money at it. Now, we think we have problems, tax problems. We do. San Francisco is going to give money. What are they going to give? Twelve hundred a month to trans people. Okay, is apparently or they weren't got. They have jobs. No, they're something? just for being trans. Oh, because they they often face economic inequality. Oh, well, now we're adding to that. We're going to give a grand a month to black pregnant women oh. in San Francisco. Oh, so what if you were a trans black, black pregnant woman? woman? You you could make twenty two twenty two twenty five hundred bucks a month for doing nothing except being trans and black and pregnant. But you would look like a dude. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I might be able to. No, I won't. I couldn't pull that. Off. A guaranteed income program that provides monthly checks to black pregnant women in San Francisco will expand to other counties in California. Man, the left the left loves to ridicule black people. The left just loves to demean black people, and black people wake up to that fact. You're you're black, so you can't take care of you yourself. You can't do a damn thing. So, and you're kind of dumb, so we're, we're not going to count your your grades. And yeah, there's the abundant birth project began in June 2021 to serve pregnant women with a thousand dollars a month payments over 12 months to 150 people. The program is intended to reduce the racial birth disparities by easing economic stress. 
because white people have no economic stress. Yeah, here's the deal. Because you're black, you won't be able to live in my neighborhood, but I'm going to give you a little bump so you can keep living in this horrible neighborhood. On Tuesday, San Francisco's, that would be last Tuesday, San Francisco's Department of Public Health announced a $5 million grant in state funding. Well, there is no state funding. That's that's taxpayers' money. To expand the program in El Alameda County, Alameda, Contra, Contra, Costa, L.A., and Riverside counties for the next two to three years. Women feeling the movement of a pregnant baby. Oh, wait, that's a cut line uh, description. Holy picture. Uh, it will serve another 425 mothers and other birthing parents. Oh, oh, okay. What hey. the hell does that mean? That's uh, how they identify. With funds from the California Department of Social Services. The California Department of Social Services doesn't have any funding. That's your money. This guaranteed income program helps ease some of the financial burdens that all too often keep mothers from being able to prioritize their own health and ultimately impact the health of their babies and families. San Francisco Mayor London Breed said in a statement, we hope the Abundant Birth Project serves as a model to address racial birth disparities throughout the region and state racial and across the country. Race? What does that mean? Racial birth I don't disparities? Know. San Francisco launched the first abundant birth project in partnership with Expecting Justice, which advocates for safe birth for Black, Asian women, and Pacific Islander women. The city noted that Black women are twice as likely to have a preterm birth than white women, and experience the highest infant and maternity mortality rates because of wealth and income disparities. Okay, for so long, black women have been excluded from the resources needed to have safe and healthy pregnancies. Why? I see a lot of black babies. This funding will provide pregnant people with economic stability during the critical phase in their lives while allowing public health institutions to test a novel and promising public health intervention, said Dr. Zia Malawa, director of Expecting Justice. And of course, San Francisco recently launched another guaranteed income program for transgender residents. That will provide low-income transgender residents with payments of 1200 bucks a month for up to 18 months. Um, the, the left is, has ruined this country has ruined its backbone. It's ruined everything. We mentioned uh, Elon Musk. I don't follow the whole Twitter wars thing. But this is relevant to what you were just mentioning. Uh, this happened last week, end of last week. Breaking news, Joe. San Francisco building inspectors are launching an investigation into reports that Twitter has converted several office rooms at its headquarters into sleeping quarters for its employees. We need to make sure the building is being used as intended, a representative uh, told KQED News. Um, this story is accompanied by about 200 photos of homeless encampments around the city of San Francisco. What there's, am, there's no link between employees sleeping there and homeless people. No, it's just pointing out the hypocrisy mm -hmm. of the city itself. So I, I'm on this website, Joe, um, the California can't read it, preterm birth initiative, mm -hmm. the Abundant Birth Project, or as they call it, ABP. And it mentions a lot of things that you just said. Uh, black infants are almost twice as likely to be born prematurely compared with white infants. Um, and they give a bunch of uh, stats, as are 
Pacific Islander infants. But they don't say why, and they don't say how money will help. It right. just says that they're going to give them a monthly income supplement. I don't know what causes how could premature births. How could more money help the situation? It can't. It can't. It can't. I, I don't know why uh, why a black mother would have a, was it a premature birth? You're arguing about? Right. Right. Is it diet? Is it what? I don't know. I have no idea. And even if you give them more money, how well, does that guarantee a better it, diet? It seems like they would, instead of giving the money out, that they would be better served to use some money to figure out why and then change that. I don't see what giving, throwing money at something is going to help. It just expands city governments, which are ruining cities all across the country. It's uh, it's it's critical. They're not being they're ruined. It says they're it, ruined. It says it will ease some of the financial stress that all too often keeps women from being able to put their health first. Well, I would think that would happen across the racial board. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That that, that, that should be all low income people. If you're pregnant, don't smoke, don't drink, eat well, try not to work, try and get a little exercise. A bing bang boom. Well, it it might not be that easy, but. I think you're on the right path. It's as easy as not drinking and not smoking. I think you guys could be birthing parents. Oh, yeah. We should be at least coach, coaches at the very least. <laughs> no, you're going to want to push. Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't push now. Not, not that yet. Okay, wait. I'm going to have to leave the room. Wait, weren't you guys not? Call me when you're done. Right. Weren't you guys not in the room, both of you? Uh, no, I, I was just in a room, but I was told to get out of the room. That's way. what it was. I knew you had one. I, I was knew. told I, I, I told them I wasn't going to be in the room, and they told me differently. <laughs> <laughs> you were voluntold. Not necessarily unrelated. With the 2022 election season in the rearview mirror, Ryan Perez with Copal, Minnesota. Copal. What the hell is that an acronym for? I'll look it up. How do you spell it? J-O-P-A-L. Copal. Copal men. Something to do with driver's licenses. Okay. Uh, we want driver's licenses now for uh, illegals. Oh, here we go. Yeah, illegals. Uh, Copal, Minnesota communities organize. Okay. Uh, Copal's objective, Joe. I want the acronym. Oh. What does it stand for? Um, okay. We're, we, uh, we're concerned about the Latino community. Empowering the Minnesota Latinx community. Cor well, that, uh, whatever. I, I can give They it want to you. driver's licenses for all. It's the top issue motivating Latino communities across the Com state, according, according to Ryan Perez. Communidades Organizado Poder la Acción Latina. Yeah. It's in Spanish. I didn't even try. I'm not good at that. I came close, didn't I? Not really. Okay. Until 2003, residents of Minnesota did not have to pro provide proof of legitimate or legal residence to get a driver's license. Now they do. We've lived for 20 years with a driver's license as a citizenship document for no good reason, where it should be just a document that tells you when you can drive, this guy says. Uh, Perez says, while he's optimistic, the legislation will make it through the upcoming session. He says it could be a game changer for families who rely on reliable transportation. Okay. Uh, I, you, you're telling me on one hand, not Perez, you're not, but the left is telling me on one hand that, that driving is wrong, ruining the earth. 
but now you want to make sure that people who aren't even entitled to have a license have one. I didn't even pick up on that. That's I mean, why you're the mayor. What, 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 you know, get your act straight here. Which uh, one is it? Which one is it? <laughs> uh, you may be undocumented, but you have family members who you are reliant on for income and they are not able to get around safely and securely in a vehicle that is registered. So we want all those vehicles registered. We want you to have a license. It's called, uh, uh, it's going to come up in the legislature, the legislature this year, driver's licenses for all. So that means more people driving in more cars and you're facing the legislature that's entirely leading left and they don't want you to drive in the first place but they'll probably have to accommodate you because you're a marginalized community. When you, when you go to their website and you go to the tab, our agenda, that's the only thing under it is driver's license for all. What about public transportation? I thought we were supposed to use that. Uh, I thought we were, well. I, so do they have their hand out here? I don't want anybody deprived of getting to their job, but you know, I you gotta be, don't you have to be, I don't understand what the, what the problem is, though. If you want to go get a driver's license, go get a driver's license. What's the problem here? Well, this story isn't comprehensive enough to tell me what the problem is. Huh. Uh, let's see if this note does it from Sean. I mean, based upon my daily commute in and out of this city, it seems like we are pretty much just handing out driver's licenses. Joe, there are more unelected people from the failed academy pushing for laws which are anathema to their own rule of law. A group in Minnesota is pushing for driver's license to be issued to people who are not legally a resident of the state. It used to be that you worked to get a license from the state or country of which citizens. Now those who want to follow the current laws, therefore citizenship, want the government of Minnesota reward them by making a law for them to receive the good stuff. I mean, privileges, which come from a taxpayer-based citizenship model. Uh, this is Sean from Fulda, and then he linked me to the story I just referred to. Uh, uh, let's find out how they're funded, because they're hiring. And one of the uh, It's not of, a government agency. It's a community activist group. But where, where are they getting, getting their, their money? money? I don't know. That's what we're looking for because one of the jobs they're hiring for pays 55. Well, just like Safe Streets Minneapolis. Well, uh, that's what I'm wondering if we just walked into another. Um, but I'm not finding anything on funding here. Think how many activist groups you can fund with that surplus. If it's coming out of their pocket, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But they're getting the money from somewhere. We're just poorly led, we're poorly served, and maybe the property tax increase will wake a few people up in St. Paul, but not nearly enough. Maybe it'll wake a few people up in Minneapolis, but not nearly enough. The electorate has allowed the wrong people to run the show. There were alternatives to Carter. Uh, they didn't. 30,000. One of the reasons they didn't is just prior to the election, Carter allowed an activist group to formulate a ballot question, freezing rents. And I suppose everybody thought, hot damn, I'll never have to pay increased rent again. And but that's been a boondoggle, that, a complete ruination of the real estate market. Oh, that didn't help the city? It did not. Oh, shocker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you haven't heard by now, you don't want the city, the government, the state, involved in your belongings. You want your estate to be kept out of the courts. Eckbert Lambers will see to it. They're a law firm. 
They're a great law firm. They've been doing this for more than 70 years, preparing estates and wills and the family transfer of property and business property decisions. They're on top of this. And I don't care how old you are, and I don't care how big your estate is. This is something you need to do, and you've got to take it seriously. Because if you don't decide, the courts will, and you'll be leaving a mess for your family. The goals are simple. Avoid court, minimize taxes, control your wishes. That's what they do. It's simple. Avoid court, minimize your taxes, and control your wishes. So, you know what? You enjoy peace of mind today, and you're going to minimize the stress and expenses that your family will be facing. facing. So be proactive. I don't even have to foghorn that. I won't. Ensure your family is taken care of and your assets are... <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Wow. Take care of your assets are protected according to your wishes. It's a milestone in life. Take care of it with Eckberg Lammers. You can you can call Eckberg Lammers. I'm gonna even give you the number. You can call them if I don't sneeze again. You can call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. Or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com slash will. And town council, you're in for an extra special treat. That's Eckberg Lammers. <laughs> EckbergLammers.com. <laughs> hey, I didn't rip one. I just seen Minnesota maintains policies based on xenophobia and ideologies of white supremacy. Who was the governor in 2003? Plenty, maybe? He removed access to a driver's license, health care, and other basic human rights from thousands of undocumented Minnesotans. That governor's long gone, but his policies remain alive for our families. Look at the time. Well, uh, we only have one ad left. Well, good, because I got some stuff to do here. Okay. Mm. I watched uh, the other night, I watched again, Dick Prennicky building his cabin. Can't get enough of that. Can't get enough. And I... I envy the hell out of him, but I know myself well enough to know I could not possibly live there by myself. Oh, hell, you wouldn't even go there. No. Well, I'd go there in the summer. Ginny's been there. On a tour, yeah. Ginny and Wheeler's. Why do you you not say that you could live there? I couldn't live there by myself. Why? I just, that's not who I am. It just would be. It's Kenny, not you. I don't think Kenny could live there by himself. Oh, my God, yeah. You could. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, no. Plus, I couldn't make a door hinge if you saved my life. That's what would that's what would get me. Yeah. My construction skills. You know, my stuff looks good from about thirty to forty yards away. That's called the flying horse. Yeah, test. you get up close to it and like, eh, that's good guy. for a flying horse. Yeah. But to be there yeah. on a night when the wind is howling, oh, wouldn't God. that be something? Oh, you got a fire going awesome. in the fireplace. But but you know what he kept his temperature at? Yeah, 40. 45 degrees. Yeah, so that, when I read I read his book. Crank too. it up, Dick. I, I have his book. Uh yeah. And that 
Was he a mentally ill guy? Oh, God, no. I think he was the opposite. Well, he left. He's Iowan, right? Yep. And and his family made him come home. He First, he stopped spending winters there. And we're talking, you know, what, he's in his 80s. Yeah. And then finally they convinced him, you got to come home. Yeah. And then that killed him. Did he ever have family himself? His, uh, not that I know. Of. No, he had his brother. Yeah. Maybe he was. Uh, was he in the Navy? Yeah, where he was a mechanic. And yeah. I don't know which branch, but yeah. That's a talented guy. He was uh, one of those guys that can fix and build anything. Yeah. But if you remember, the tools he brought up, he didn't have handles on. No, he made those. The first thing he has got to do is make a handle for his hammer. And how about and when he was drill. making his stew, he'd dump a half a jar of garlic in it. Yeah. I mean, he had to have heartburn. Yeah. I yeah. like garlic, but not a half and a gallon. Crapper was indoors, right next to his bed. Oh, it was. I thought it was out. Yeah, well, I thought he had an office. You're not going out there when it's 40. I long. suppose not a barrel gauge. <laughs> or you'll oh, freeze it. Sleep in the winter. Oh, that's right. You're good. You're good to go. <laughs> that's right. Yogi. Something will get you. They hibernate. That frostbite. Yeah. I love when we're not on TV in here. But we're, we're we might as well be to the council. We we are. I'm looking at this. Yeah, I just didn't see a purpose of putting it on the big screen. You know what? You we can need see to. Both of us. We need to turn this around and start putting the council members on TV. That'd be fun. <laughs> There's a few I'd like to see. I know one council member who should be working right now, but she's not. Hmm. Is she a geologist? <laughs> Maybe. Are we ready? <laughs> I'm going to do Hofferman. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rolling. Is that a cylinder index or a small score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Uh, I got a great email from Dale saying, Hey, Reeves, thank you for the recommendation. After years of ignoring you, I finally made the switch of Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Thank you, Dale. And he can attest, as I have been for some time now, the best water on the planet comes from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. And if you're in the market, well, then get in touch with my friends at Hofferman, an independent water treatment dealer. And whether you're looking to purchase or rent, they are going to be able to take care of you. Water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, do what Dale did and go with a new drinking water system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water. See, the reason that they're the best in the business is because they will cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. And that's because bad water is going to affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman, and boom, your showers are better. Your laundry's better. Is it a boom? It is a boom. All right. I love my system. My water smells like ass. Well, I... You live Dummy. in a bad area. Got a brand new pressure tank, brand new soft water system. Still stinks like minerals. Why do you, why do you call them? Okay, I'll call them. Uh, 952. Write this down. Get hold your on, pen. 952. 9, yeah. 894 4040. 952 894 4040. Or go to their website, offermanwater.com, and you can see everything that they have to offer. I have been a satisfied customer for years of Hofferman and Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. 
I have a fellow who needs a ruling, Garrett Eglund. I need a ruling. Good afternoon. I am in need of a ruling on a word from the lexicon for which I am drawing a blank. My wife's family has, for the last five years, held a pre-Christmas party called the Grinch Party, which everyone participated in and enjoyed. It included various dishes and drinks based off of the Grinch movie, followed by the area of the Grinch movie. I should also say that we do celebrate a regular Christmas Eve and day as well. This year, we are getting pushback from a couple of family members saying they will not participate in the Grinch party due to it celebrating a monster instead of Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. no. Let me me give you a ruling. I feel there's a GL term for putting a meaning on something that was never intended to have, but I'm drawing a blank. Look forward to your ruling. I can help you. The term you're thinking of is power washing. So you have family members who power wash the Grinch. They turn the Grinch into something that for some reason they believe is uh, uh, something to do with theology, which, which it doesn't. No. It's not an anti-Christ situation at all. They're pot, they power washed it. Yeah. They turn the Grinch into something vile. I don't know anything about the Grinch. Is that a... Uh, a kid's movie yeah. at Christmas? Have you ever seen The Grinch? I haven't. No, it's... Uh, I have. I don't remember. Seuss, right? It's yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, in the end, he turns into this generous giving. Oh, The Grinch is a good one. Percy steals everything, then he gives it all back. Okay. It's all, all fun and games. Garrett, you got family members who power wash The Grinch. It has nothing to do with, with Christ. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It has to Are do they, with a fun... Kids movie the, from Dr. Seuss. I think I know the motives of those people. They're like me. They don't want to party. Fun or not, they just don't want to go. They just don't want to be active. So, right. so yeah. they just gin up this excuse. Why did just not show up? <laughs> yeah. Power washing. That's your term, son. Here's your ruling. The term you were looking for is power washing. Although I will say this about the Grinch. He's pretty big on the knack scale. Is he? he could put stuff together, man. Yeah. The other day, the other day, Friday, I believe I mentioned a library in Massachusetts that refused to display a Christmas tree. And yeah. I promise you, I'd only do maybe one of those a week because they're mm-hmm. so common. Uh, they uh, they refused to display a Christmas tree because some people would be offended. Sure. Right. Well, they're back in the news. A pair of libraries in a Boston suburb will display Christmas trees after all following a community outcry when the tree's absence was noticed. So you had pushback here that worked. The initial decision to not display a Christmas tree was the result of an ongoing review of all of our holiday decorations and displays that started back in the spring. What has played out on social media is unfortunate. It has negatively impacted our staff and the community and frankly transpired before we even had started our seasonal decorating as we finish decorating for the holiday season, Christmas trees will be put up at both locations. The director of the Dedham Library, which has been a main branch and an Endicott branch, said in a statement Monday provided to Fox News Digital, because conventional news media probably doesn't cover the absent Christmas trees. Controversy erupted earlier this month when the manager of the Endicott Branch Library in Dedham or Dedham uh, sounded the alarm that there was no Christmas tree on display. I have never posted a negative post on Facebook. That is until now. I found out today that my beautiful library will not have its Christmas tree this year. Lisa Desmond, 
manager of the Endicott Branch Library in Dedham, wrote on Facebook earlier this month. When I asked, I was told people were made uncomfortable last year looking at it. What? In my 28 years at the Dedham Public Library, I've never heard a negative comment, Desmond continued. I should give her a ray of hope because she's a librarian. Yeah. And she's the one who fretted about the absence of the uh, tree. That is, yeah, you're right. Controversy soon flared in the town, according to Boston.com. Though Desmond saw many Facebook commenters declare their support for the Christmas tree, others said wanting a tree at the library was an example of Christian privilege. (laughs) (laughs) How can those people drive through a forest, I wonder? Ugh. Desmond said some of the messages she received pushed her to call the police. I was actually put into a category with murderers. That was probably the lowest point I've ever had, Desmond told WPZ in Boston. One message Desmond received was repeatedly posted by a member of the town's Human Rights Commission who claimed in a profanity-laced social media message that Desmond put people's lives in danger because she wanted a Christmas tree. Wow. Uh, the Human Rights Commission in Dedham posted on its own Facebook page Tuesday that that member had stepped down from her position. Officials for the Massachusetts town denounced the recent online threats and bullying and said the fighting has turned neighbor against neighbor. (laughs) The town of Dedham stands in support of all town staff targeted by recent online threats and bullying. Unfortunately, a recent Social media expo, uh, post expressing disagreement with the decision to display a holiday tree at the library. I'll call it a holiday tree. Has quickly evolved into a polarizing environment and has led to the harassment and bullying of town employees. A statement from the town of Dedman reads, according to Boston.com, we wholeheartedly condemn this behavior as it tears at the fabric of our community and cannot be tolerated. Background of fluffy branches of green color. No, that's a that's a cut line. Damn it, that's two today. Damn it. We continue to encourage constructive conversations and healthy debate, but because of social media and outside sources, what could have been something of legitimate discourse turned neighbor against neighbor and has threatened the safety and well-being of community members. The behavior is not a true reflection. Of kindness and civility, uh, they uh, the library director said we have to respect a wide variety of viewpoints and beliefs, including those who choose to celebrate Christmas and other winter holidays. To be clear, there is no ban on Christmas at the Dedham Library. Moving forward, we will continue to review. De- it's come to this. What's it come to? A library has to have a review on mm-hmm. the occasion of the installation of any particular holiday. Mm-hmm. Fourth of July, it'll meet. Mm-hmm. Meet you in the coffee room. What about Easter? What about Easter? Let me I'm do wondering. the fourth. Let me do the fourth. Okay. They get in there and they say, you know, the flag is offensive. Huh. So, some. Well, look at Brittany Griner. She wouldn't even stand for no. the answer. Mm-hmm. Bet she will know. And uh, you ever heard her speak, by the way? I have. But to the point where, and I don't mean this uncharitably, I looked up if she was a transgendered person. Because her voice is entirely male. Very deep. It's a gorgeous voice. Very deep It's a baritone. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what the hell is this? But no, she's a woman. Mm -hmm. But she's got a very deep male voice. 
Anyway, anyway, where was I? Drifting. Fourth um, of July. You were flag. drifting. You were she's very. Rivers. She's very pretty. He's very pretty. Anyway, I've seen yeah. pictures of her. They're very pretty. Yeah. So anyway, the Fourth of July. Oh, uh, should we have flags? And somebody will say, "Well, you know, flags. Uh, we got that guy down the block. Right. He, he doesn't like the flag. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have a big argument about flags and Easter bunnies Some and Halloween. See, that's but that's where we're at with I the know. flag now. I know. Some see that as an intimidating, oh, yeah. a white supremacist, white supremacist. Uh, capitalism, right. everything that's wrong oh, with the world terrible. is terrible. represented in their stars and bars there. Yeah, that's right. So that's where we are. And now at the library in Dedham, D-E-D-H-A-M, Dedham, uh, they have to have a meeting and they're telling us that don't worry, we'll still have a tree and we didn't mean to not have Christmas and on and on and on. And on. No, you were pushed to this reflection by a public outcry. You tried to get away with something and the people who pay your bills wouldn't stand for it. You need a space out front that represents all the various holidays that occur in December and January. Just like the people of Minnesota. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. uh, And and for those that don't celebrate anything, just an empty spot. There you go. Empty, Empty space. Festivus, Festivus, Festivus. You got the pole. Festivus for the rest. For the rest of us, steel pole. I've got some problems with you people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just like the people of Minnesota should flood state offices and the governor's office with objections to the surplus, but, and they want lower tax rates. But again, you're making the mistake that those people elected to serve us will actually listen to us. They get enough material; they would. They yeah. thought it would cost them a paycheck. You, you, you believe that? Well, you've got to get that out to them. Tell us how many people voted in in St. Paul. Of all eligible voters, Mm -hmm. 30% -hmm. voted. And most of those were running to the polls because they thought they were going to get free rent. Why is it that the left is the only people that do the whole get out the vote campaign crap? Maybe that's where we should start. We've been kind of ripping on conservatives and Republicans lately for not They don't do anything. Maybe we should just start right there. Exactly. Get your ass to the poll. Uh, like like my bride, I told her, I'm not voting this year. She said, you're moving to the shop, bastard. Yeah. You got to vote. <laughs> so Kenny, I voted. I think, it, I, I think it does more justice when you look up Ballotpedia and uh, look at Melvin's results yeah. in 2020. What do you got? 36,426 people mm-hmm. voted for Melvin. Are you essing me? Nope. How many voted for uh, the other people? Uh, is it Garen, Dino Garen? Yep. Dino received 7,454 okay, so votes. So I'm just going to round 43,000 people so far have yeah, voted. 43. Paul Langenfeld finished third. Yep. And Paul received 5,298 votes. 48,000. Uh, Bill Hosko finished fourth. Uh, he received 3,423 votes. 51,000 people. Oh, you're good at math today, Joe. Yeah. Dora Jones-Robinson. Received 2,357 votes. 55,000. Mickey Frost received two, or, uh, uh, sorry, received 2,069 votes. Didn't I just have one of those at the drive thru Of Mickey Frost? That's 60,000 people. Abu Naim received 1,516 votes. 61,000. Scott Evans Worgen received 355 votes. Thank you, Neil. And undeclared write-ins received 192 um, votes. Okay, maybe I meant to say that 30,000 so, people voted for Melvin. 
So because more than 36 cells. Melvin received 61.8% of the vote. Maybe there's yeah. too much room on the ballot. Yeah. Maybe we need to get rid of half of those people. But Kenny, even if Melvin ran against one person from that collection, he still received six, almost 62% of the vote. But four of them received uh, 51 from what I'm seeing here. Anyway, uh, Kenny, yeah. it's well, there's 250,000 people in the city. I would imagine 200,000 people are eligible to vote. Well, 59,091 total ballots were cast. And less than 100,000 were cast. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Less than 60,000 were cast. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, we're not ready yet. Just think how bad we'd kick your ass if they voted the city. Yeah. <laughs> What'd they tell you? That was a zinger. <laughs> hey, I got a note. That I got a note. Good. Yes, sir. Uh, Jeep is laying off uh, 1,350 workers at a Illinois plant that builds the Cherokee SUV. No. Blaming the high cost of switching to electric car production. It was just six years ago that the company invested $350 million in the plant to produce the Jeep Cherokee. The company said the new electric Jeep Cherokee SUV will be produced in Toluca, Mexico. UAW Vice President Cindy Estrada said companies like Stellantis receive billions in government incentives to transition to clean energy. It is an insult to all taxpayers that they are not investing that money back into our communities. The White House did not comment, but has repeatedly claimed that EVs will boost U.S. auto employment. Probably not. Uh, and they on, have nothing to do with uh, being clean. No, They have nothing to do with being clean. I will say this, however. Uh, I will go purchase a Jeep just because of the new ad featuring Derek and Hannah Jeter. She's an attractive girl. I'll say. Yeah. Well, we need a break. Please come back. Shortly. Okay, sure. Well, I was going to say we could just. I could have done it. Do you want to just me to cut that part out? If you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that ad is that ad's pretty good. All right. So it ends with me just saying I'll say. And then you can just do the only. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two. Say Tim Conley knows we lost his 91-year-old father. Oh, a Korean War vet. I forgot to tell you that yeah. Tim did respond to an email with the, the image. Well, he sent an for. image from a 1949 Cretan, what, yearbook or something? Mm -hmm. Well, what does it say? Uh, the official senior ballot general election nonpartisan oh. for Cretan. I'm gonna, I'll forward this to you. He, right. did, he did follow up and send this, but I said we couldn't open it. Well, it sounds like Mr. Conley was a great living American. I'm trying to see where he was on here. Only because they come to us all the way. Well, now here's the deal. Right. The Lymans are, uh, took three flights. First flight was two hours and 35 minutes with a three-hour layover. Second flight, 15 hours of the 15-hour, 30-minute layover. We checked into an airport hotel during that layover. Third flight, 40 minutes. After 43 hours of traveling door-to-door, -door, we are back. In Marlis Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. Wow. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1928. Today is December 12th. 
the newly finished Fauchet Tower, which would be the Minneapolis's tallest building for nearly 50 years, was strung with lights and lit up like a Christmas tree. Trivia, game. who played the uh, musical entertainment for the day? John Sousa. Bingo. Yep. Was it John Sousa? John uh, Sousa. It's Philip Sousa? Yeah. Sousa. John Philip Sousa. John maybe. Philip Sousa's band was in town for the uh, newly tubas uh christened hoche tower that uh, still stands to this day mm -hmm. but not nearly the tallest building oh god no in minneapolis it's a hotel now is it not? i think it's some sort of did you see where the hilton the largest hotel in minneapolis is up for auction mm -hmm. good lord mm -hmm. but it's due to the pandemic oh i saw something on the little guy that i meant to uh you're talking about minneapolis mayor jacob Pry. yeah Shoot. The little girl. no, it was to the point where I almost felt sorry for him. Was he wearing his mom jeans again? No. Oh, somebody on social over the weekend was talking about how some restaurant down there was crowded, and they were uh, the whole reason for the I don't know tweet or post or whatever was was to mock people like you. Why me? Who say that Minneapolis is empty? Dead and nobody wants oh, to go. There. I sure. think it was a post game celebration. Did the Wolves play over the weekend? They might have. I yeah. think I saw the same thing that you were, yeah. You yeah. were on the road, though, I thought, in Utah. Oh, maybe it was a Viking. No, the Vikings were in Detroit. What am I talking about? It was some, something of that nature. Sure. Yeah. Well, the story was, if I remember it correctly, he was lamenting the loss of the Marshalls and the Hilton's up for auction. He said, We're putting together another, I'm paraphrasing, we're putting together another group to study this and increase the shopping experience and we, we hope for more retail stores and small businesses like pet care situations and all this and i'm thinking you poor bastard you're you want to you are so in over your this head. was a once thriving thriving metropolis to the point where national television came in here and based a show here what, what, with mary tyler moore throwing her hat in the air you are rocking and rolling and this city is dead what you sound like some hippie that's been eating gummies you poor bastard it's his fault no i know but i almost felt sorry no for him no, you so don't, no no you don't feel sorry Teddy's for him right. he put him it's his fault Bricks and mortar. Let the city burn. His death nail was bricks and, and one mortar. of the financial firms is uh, 3,000 of their employees are going to work from home. They're not coming back downtown. And the whole thing is, a, is, is destroyed. The left has destroyed the country's cities closest to the tallest buildings. They've, they've destroyed it. If the election were tomorrow, he'd get elected again. Yep, hands down. Yeah, and you'd have to root for it because he'd be running against some real strong comedy. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Kick your ass again. Yeah. <laughs> we all would. Uh, GLers, do us a favor if you haven't. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council and join everybody in all the fun that we're having before the show, after the show, in between segments. You can also see us on the Garage Logic YouTube page, where there we are posting daily content for your amusement. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels. Garage Logic is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And downloading the Pod MN app gives you the chance to win prizes just by listening to the show. That's what I want in my downtown, a place to get my dog washed. <laughs> How about your mom jeans? A place to wash your mom jeans? Pull them way up there, little guy. All right. Yes, sir.
But... I'm so old. How old, old are, are you? I remember when the OCA Towers stood out like Ron Jeremy's member. That's right. Now remember, we are still on the girl. Oh, okay. I got to and I'm not, and I'm not done working here. That's why I didn't use a uh, different word. Thank you. For his member. You know what you've done? You've learned from your experiences. And I didn't put an adjective in front of his member either. Although I did, I tell you. Several members of the Garage Logic Town Council are wondering how much it will cost to get Patrick's X-rated version of the off-air hydrogen. What are you doing in town, buddy? Can we do this? Nope, not yet. Monday. My only doctor is my cardiologist. Well, he says to me, oh, who's your general practitioner? I don't have a doctor. He goes, let me get this straight. I'm your only doctor? Hey, I can, can we do this? I can get you with Sheldon. He's in worse shape than either of us. No, that's good. Pregnant black women in San Francisco. Yep. Can now get free taxpayer money just like trans people. Just like trans people. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. What to do about Minnesota surplus? And unreasonable tax burdens. Oops. I better spell that out. Minnesota's apostrophe S. Okay. Libraries out east relent. They will have Christmas trees. Comma. They will have Christmas trees. Yeah. Now I got to go and use the facility. Okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> when they use it, it's a good idea to go there. It's a good idea to use it. You're at your age. Always make sure you doesn't sneak up on you. No, at our age, you hope you get there. That's all he said. Oh, my God, Pat. I had fun with Williams. Uh, first year playing tackle football because I was an assistant coach. It was fun. Basketball just started. Oh my God. It's on freaking watchable. It's so bad. Well, and the problem is Jordan has a traveling because fifth and sixth grade is combined. And the problem is Jordan has a traveling team. So William's playing with, because he's never played organized basketball before, so he's playing with a bunch of kids that literally don't know how to dribble, which is fine, because that's, you know, whatever. But they're playing against, like, we played LeSueur Henderson. Well, that's their only team. So they got their asses kicked. They got bigger plays than them. Yeah, right. Like Miami last year, played B12, which was the second. Yeah. Can't imagine how good their eighteen was. When they were playing Laverne, Laverne only had a beat. Right. Oh God. So yeah, I was. Uh, oh God. Basketball. And I said, "Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna get into it. Although what's helping is my niece. You know, is on the varsity. Terrible's varsity. She's the point guard on the varsity team, so he likes watching her play." So, yeah, so I think that'll help. And I, I mean, yeah, if he does, oh, yeah, 
They should have kids that age playing. They playing with those girls. They should have a kid that age playing. No, there's. Uh, he's got. I think there's 15 on his team. I think there's 15. I can't the remember. Know me so well that when they see me in my house, they run. They fly away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't beat half. You got to show up. Uh, yeah. That's where they hang out. I I see. Haven't had any water sports yet, so they drive them into the shelter. You know what? We've got way too many of. Oh, there's a flock of like yes. 30 yes. of them. Yeah. I was driving by. Take Plymouth off for a while and then cut off or something. On uh, Queen, is it right back yeah. up the loop? Yeah. There's never less than 20 turkeys walking around in the middle of what the street. Oh, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I, I thought you said that. The other day, on our, the stream in the middle of the road, they got guests that I wanted to get by. How on dare them. you? The hell you want? <laughs> what are they doing out on frozen lakes? There was 30 of them out in the middle of the lake. What's out there? Must be. I don't know. Looking for fish. Are these turkeys that look like the turkeys we eat? Really good. Yeah, I've been I've been turkey hunting the last few years. Put them in the, yeah. But the ones in the city, aren't they eating dog shit? I couldn't believe it. That's that was, a, I thought it was going to taste like syrup. My sister hit one with a car, amazing. and my mom made it in the crock pot, and it was fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you know they eat good stuff? Well, this was well, in I'm the middle of city church. This was in the middle of Dakota County. I'm not. I'm yeah, not, yeah. You want to live in the luxury yeah. of having being in a big shed. I'm not sitting in the house. I want them to be, you know, live on a nice farm. Yeah, they were living. Yeah, they were. I'm not eating a city free turkey. Range my ass. Well, Joe, out of There's nobody sitting in oh, the Yeah, who cares? You're good. Oh, but could you, if you had one, would you eat it? A city turkey? That's why that's why they were all trying to protest Glenn Taylor because oh yeah, he was his, burning them. His, his chickens all got avian flu, and they wanted him to kill mercifully. What are you going to do? Come in and each one feed him a little poison. Are we still on the deal? The thing all. I didn't say, or I'm just going to say. Well, they're all of them were, you know, they got 5,000 in a shed. They got not eating a city flu. turkey. So all they do is cut off their air supply and let them suffocate. Yeah, and how do you introduce uh, the gal to mom and dad and say, yeah, we met after she glued her hand to the fourth the Timberwolves game. <laughs> what happened to that protest? I don't want to want anything there. Yeah. Well, we were throwing stuff at, weren't we, uh, Joe, you did the story. Didn't somebody throw a scoop at a painting or something? Yeah. Big old oh, yeah. bucket of. Oh, that was in the loo. Hey, what are the guys shooting? Who are the guys shooting the, the power plant in North Carolina? And what what are you hitting? That the allows only, you to cut off the power. What are they shooting? It's rifles. No, but yeah, they had to shoot at something specific. Yeah, what are they shooting? No, there's a ton of rounds. They're just bam, 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 bam. With, you know, first. It's something. So you're they got a 
the big it's those big green boxes. Okay. Yeah, they're usually surrounded by fence. We don't know who's doing it. They haven't caught them yet. The only rumors I've heard and I haven't read is that it was an anti-gay thing because there was some tranny show. There. Yeah, but that's been disproven. Uh, and that's all. That's the only thing. Well, why would I they give the, the power? Well, they didn't want their yeah, gay they, people to have power, so they got. I'm waiting. Dance. I'm waiting for somebody good to report on what the hell's happening in Idaho. Yeah. Which one? Which the stabbing of those kids, the students that were murdered. Yeah. Well, you, well, you don't even have a clue yet, people. Wait for somebody good. I want to see somebody report it. How many was it again? Four kids. And, and two were in the house that weren't killed. Two roommates. And they've been completely exonerated. Oh, oh, the Idaho students. Yes, yes. How about the New Mexico Take State, out. New Mexico basketball thing? Yeah. Yeah. What did I miss? They get, they get, there was a fight during the football game, uh, at, which was in Albuquerque, I believe. Okay. Which is New Mexico. And the killer beat him. Gary beat him there. But they called the game off like five minutes ago because there was a fight in the stand. So apparently one of the guys involved in the fight was a New Mexico State basketball player, Mike Leak. So when the New Mexico State came back to play basketball there, a young, attractive woman contacted Leak on Facebook. Ah. And, you know, undefeated, told him to Come over and see her uh -oh. after 11. He, he snuck out after curfew. He gets over there. He gets ambushed. Oh. Four guys are going to beat the crap out of him. And he's got a gun. How does he explain this? He's got a gun. And the other guy's got a gun. He, he gets shot in the leg. So he kills a guy. He shoots a guy and then gets dragged away somehow. Why did I miss this story? It ends up. It ends up and then. Basically, they caught the news of the shooting got out, so they didn't play the game. I don't think that would have been Patino's that they're playing. Yeah. And then, so they get in their bus and they go home, and freaking one of the assistant coaches is hidden in a gun in his gym bag. Oh, and they're God. all blaming. So it hasn't, because it's down there, it hasn't really blown up yet. But the good news is when they investigated, Six of their other players also were out after curfew at some other party. <laughs> they had the 11 o'clock party. There was more people out than oh I. God. This is so for now they canceled. Well, no, no. It was a New Mexico State player. Oh. But the New Mexico students and the good-looking gal gotcha. used to lure them. Gotcha. And if you want to lure a six-foot... Eight basketball player? Yeah. What are you gonna what are you gonna say? Yeah. Come on over and smoke a marijuana or, or here it is. This. <laughs> look at this. Look at me, buddy. Man, he's breaking that door down. Uh all right. Bye town council. All right. Let me do this. Have you, uh young man, 